Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. What are your business challenges for 2021? Supporting an increased remote workforce? Securing and managing your expanding corporate network? Communicating with your customers, employees, and partners? Whatever your challenges and priorities for 2021, Blackfoot Communications knows it all starts with a plan. We are here to help you assess, design, implement, and support your most critical technology infrastructure initiatives. Call Blackfoot at 866-541-5000 or email business at blackfoot.com to learn how we can set you up for success in 2021 and beyond. Blackfoot, connect to more. Welcome back to Tell Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, hour number two. Great to be with you. Thanks for being here on a Thursday evening. Appreciate that very much. We got plenty to get to. NFL picks against the spread, Grizz football commitments, and other things as well. So uh, happy to be along with you. We appreciate it very much. If you missed anything in hour number one, including our conversation with Barrett Peary, the head coach of the Portland State Vikings men's basketball team, check it out on the podcast. The Two Tell Nuanas podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. It is available all the time on all your favorite podcasting platforms. Thanks to Blackfoot Communications. You want to call 361-3688 is the phone number. All guests join us via the Rangich Brothers RV phone line, and you can listen live to the station anytime you would like to the show when it is on via the stream. The stream is available at 1029ESPN.com. It is there thanks to Opportunity Bank of Montana, your local bank, your opportunity. Coulter, what's your favorite game this weekend right here? Favorite one? Oh, man. I'm, oh, man. Um, my favorite game. You can't take the Vikings either. Well, no, that game is trash. Minnesota versus Jacksonville. I never think a game is trash that my team's going to win big, including when the Packers played Jacksonville and then only barely won. Yeah, it. but it's just like that game is just absolutely setting itself up for such failure. Like the Vikings are not going to lose, but they're not going to win by the, what the spread is. So it's going to be a competitive game. So it's going to be a great game, and your team's going to win it. When's the last time the Vikings blew somebody out? I don't know. It's been a while. But the last time the Vikings played the best game of the weekend was this past weekend. It was a great game. Great game. 
It certainly was a great game. Um, I think that the Rams-Arizona game is a very intriguing one and a very pivotal one when it comes to the race for both the NFC West and the NFC in general. Uh, I keep gravitating towards something that I think is just going to be funny. I, I think when uh, when we have over-the-top takes that take over the national narrative or when we start having great joy in certain the demise of certain franchises, mm-hmm. uh, I think that, that when, when those uh, narratives alter themselves, it makes me happy. Uh, I've never liked the New England Patriots. I've always thought of them as the evil empire. But mad respect for everything Bill Belichick has been able to do over the last 20-plus years at his time in New England. The uh, On one hand, when you watch the Patriots, you can tell they're definitely missing the guys that opted out of this season defensively. And their lack of, of skill player talent is very clear. And the up-and-down nature of Cam Newton, who to me still doesn't look 100% healthy in a variety of ways, is apparent. But... You take away uh, a missed goal line opportunity against the Bills, a missed goal line opportunity against the Seahawks, and New England is seven and four, not five and six. And I still think, given what is ahead of them, and just given who their coach is, it's not out of the question that the Patriots can make a charge towards the playoffs. And if they do, I just think it will be funny because I think everybody wrote them off and has had so much uh, joy dancing on their grave, so to speak. Um, I also think that the matchup this weekend between New England and the Chargers is a hilarious one. My, by the way, our new Make It Rainy podcast with Sean Rainey, SWX Montana, is out. You can go find that on all your various podcast platforms. But like Sean said, said the Chargers are objectively significantly more talented than the Patriots. The Chargers are objectively significantly more talented than most of the teams in the NFL. But they're 3-8. and eight. Why? Because they're terribly coached. This is going to be a great example of, like, like Rainey said, I got two words for you. Belichick, Lynn, give me the Patriots. That's it. And so I, I think that's an interesting one, too, because I do think that even though people want to write the Patriots off, I still think they're in the mix. Uh, the Patriots are only going to make the playoffs if the playoffs are expanded from seven to eight teams, which are already expanded by one anyways. That's my thought on that. And even then, I don't think it's a guarantee. But it is possible. It is possible. Uh, Coulter, you talked about that Rams-Arizona game. I think that is... Uh, Let's put it like this. That is the game that if you add the implications for both teams playing in it together is the biggest game of the weekend. Mm-hmm. There's some games where one team might have you know more individually riding on it, but both of these teams have a ton riding on this game, especially Arizona, who's now lost a couple straight. Feels like they've lost step Kyler Murray, got banged up two weeks ago, wasn't right last week. Where is he at playing the, the Rams? The Rams are a three-point favorite in this game. Uh, L.A., by the way, got a a disappointing loss, you got to say, to the San Francisco 49ers, who were another one of those teams that looked like that they were absolutely done for and now have found their way. They got some guys back, then they lost some guys again, but at least have gotten some team unity and chemistry in terms of who was there. And I don't think anybody is questioning the chops of Kyle Shanahan at this point in his career. Is he the best uh, coach in the NFL? No. Who is? Bill Belichick. Really? Still? Yes, really, still. (laughs) Okay. I mean, just because it's old news doesn't mean it ain't news. Okay. Okay? It's Bill Belichick. Okay. Give me the new shiny thing. Give me the Rolls Royce with all the rings in it. Uh, So, but the Arizona (laughs) Cardinals, I really like, and I continue to like, I continue to be high on the Cardinals. Uh, I think this this spread is about right. I think this has a chance to be a great game because this is a game that both teams in division need desperately and, and again, a very, very competitive NFC West. I I totally agree. 
the what, the NFC West is so um, fascinating too because of the matchups between each of the four teams are so distinctly different. Like the Niners just have the Rams number. They swept them, I think, three years in a row. That's very atypical of a Sean McVay team because Sean McVay is so good at making adjustments and exploiting weaknesses. But for whatever reason, the Niners' style is just too much for the Rams to handle. But it seems that the Rams, they just they just spank Seattle. They always own Seattle. But then Seattle and Arizona is kind of like this tit-for-tat back and forth, and we've seen some great games between them this year. But then Arizona, they seem to be able to, to beat San Francisco. But where does Arizona and, and L.A. match up? That's the key. It's the one that doesn't have this, the trend associated with it. And it'll be fun to see. Um, because I do, I still think that there's a narrative rolling around that three or maybe even four teams in the NFC West could make the playoffs. But if they, if everybody in the NFC West keeps splitting, that's going to really take that number down. Even if they do have three to four playoff quality teams For in sure. that division. Yeah, that's right. I mean, that's why it almost never happens uh, that you get any more than two, and even with an expanded playoff, maybe you get a third in there, but. If you all get, if you got to play everybody each other and you're all relatively equitable, you come out not that great. While other teams just beat the pants off of bad football teams in other divisions. Other game I'm looking at is Cleveland at Tennessee because I think that um, the trajectory of a season is a fascinating dynamic. A lot of times you're moving up. A lot of times you're you're exceeding expectations, and then sometimes you get a reality check. I mean, like the, I don't think that anybody really believed in the Chicago Bears even when they were. What four and zero? They were four and zero, and and perhaps five and zero, at least five and, five and one. I don't think anybody really believed that. And then once they hit a speed bump, I think they stopped believing it too. Their trajectory has just been down. I know there's been all this COVID stuff with the Ravens, but I think that even without the COVID stuff, the Ravens have been trending down. The Eagles have been trending down. I mean, there's a lot of teams, but then there's other teams like Minnesota started one and five, but have been trending up since then. Even though the Falcons, you know, are probably not in the playoff mix, I would say they're trending up. Miami has definitely been trending up, but I think that the teams, there's been a couple teams where they've taken a dip, but then gotten it back. I thought Tennessee had a chance to be trending down after they got whipped by the Colts on Thursday night. Then they came back and posted back-to-back impressive victories, including beating the Colts again. And so now here Tennessee is playing a team with uh, in the Browns. I don't think anybody expected to be in this position. Who, who thought that the Titans and the Browns would have the same record in this week? What is it, 12 or 13? 13. Week 13 matchup. I did. There's <laughs> no way, man. This is the most wins the Browns have had. To, I mean, they have had one other season where they've had more than eight wins in the last 20 years. Um. Here's the thing, man. All I'm saying is that's a prove a game. Don't you agree? I mean, Cleveland has to has to at least show up in that game because if not, I, I think that this could be the. I don't know. I don't expect them to trend down, but it, I just I think that if Cleveland faded and barely made the playoffs and or didn't make the playoffs, it wouldn't surprise me. They're they're going to make the playoffs, and here's why: they've already won won eight games. They still have the Jets and Giants on their schedule. Okay. Uh, by the way, the Giants is no guarantee. No. The Jets should be a guarantee. Should be. So that's nine wins and probably But wouldn't it be 10. the most Cleveland Browns thing ever to give the Jets their only win? 100%. Absolutely. But here's the thing. And and you you know my feeling about the Browns. Okay? I, 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 I hurt the Browns so very much. 
their eight and three is not as fraudulent as the Bears five and one was, but it is fraudulent. Okay. Opening day, they get the brakes beat off them by the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, they looked like they didn't care. Who haven't exactly set the world on fire this season. No. But get okay, so okay, one game. They beat barely a terrible Bengals team in week two well, by it, five. It was a two score game though, and then the Bengals backdoor covered okay. because Joe Burrow's a stud. But I, I get what you're saying. Okay. They beat the Washington football team 34-20. That's fine. Mm-hmm. They beat the Cowboys by putting up 49 in what was 100% a commentary on the embarrassment that was the Dallas Cowboys, especially in that moment. Yep. Their best win of the year for sure, and it is a very good win. They beat the Colts 32-23, a convincing nine-point victory. They ran on them. And this is something, by the way, where the Browns are not fraudulent. They're a very good running team, very good running football team. Then the next week, they turn around – and once again, just get absolutely pulverized by Pittsburgh. Now, Pittsburgh's a great team, but 38-7 in the division game. So they've lost 38-7 and 38-6, respectively, in the two division games to the two best teams in their division. Okay, that's where they're at right now. By the way, they haven't played those two teams again. That is that is still the truth about the Browns compared to the Steelers and the Ravens at this moment. They beat the Bengals by three the next week. They lose to the Raiders, scored six points, blowing win and everything else. Okay, well then run the football and win the game. No, 16-6. to six. And now here's their last three, all wins. 10-7 to seven over the Texans, 22-17 to 17 over the hapless and awful Philadelphia Eagles, and a two-point barely victory over the one-win Jags. Okay, they're eight and three. They have one of the softest schedules it is possible for a team to have. Yes, it it's is. pillow soft for the rest of the way until they got to go ahead and play now the Titans and the Ravens back to back. Then they get the Giants and Jets, and then they finish off with the Steelers. Mm-hmm. If this is a ten and six team that has lost twice to the Steelers and twice to the Ravens, and also to the Titans the one time they played them, no. This ain't a good football team here. This is a, a team that is fortunate. They're better than what they were, but it ain't much, and there is so much more proven. The Colts game is the only shred of going, yes, this is a team that might have really, really have something here, but you got to go in your division, and you got to be a team that the Ravens and the Steelers have to worry about, and right now they are the opposite of worried about playing the Cleveland Browns, and you know what? They should be. They this should be just, yep. It's another win against another bad team. This is what we do. We beat Cleveland, period. So I want yeah, them to be I mean, good. They're not good. And that's why I got Tennessee. They're a six-point favorite. The Titans, I think that's about right. I think they win by a touchdown, the Titans, this Sunday. So I think that right now the inside tracks for the AFC and the playoffs, I think that obviously the Chiefs are there. I think I expect the Colts and the Titans to be right there. The Steelers are obviously there. The Bills are there. So there's five, that's five teams. The Ravens, who knows, they could fade from the pack or not. But to me, it's the Browns are competing against these teams for a playoff spot. The Patriots, mm-hmm. the Ravens, mm-hmm. and the Raiders. What about, did you say the Dolphins in there anywhere? Oh, the, oh and, the, and the Dolphins, but I think the Dolphins are probably more inside track. So the I Dolphins, th- I think Dolphins. So I think you've got six, six teams there, and so basically you're, it's those four teams for one spot. The Raiders, the Patriots, the Browns, and the Ravens. And the only team they might be better than? Is the Patriots, talent-wise. Yeah, maybe. But guess what? If you're telling me to pick the Browns or the field, <laughs> no thank you. I'll take the field in that scenario right there. Uh, Baltimore's got to figure it out because Baltimore has not looked good. I mean, they've lost four out of five. Well, 
Baltimore had Robert Griffin III throwing to Des Bryant. Yeah, that 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 yesterday. wasn't the case though. When uh, I mean they've lost four out of five though. I know. I know. It's not just yesterday. It ain't just yesterday. It's a three point game against. I don't, you know. I don't want to take. You know. It's not it, the the national media wants you to believe that it's all because Lamar Jackson sucks. That's not the case. As much as it is, their offensive line is destroyed right mm-hmm. now, and they're got so. I mean. Literally every marketable player, every every noticeable player on defense that they have has been hurt at yeah. some point this year. I mean, they have been so 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 banged up, and then then you you take into account that then like Brandon Williams, their big nose tackle, he's one of the only guys that hasn't been hurt, and then he gets COVID. <laughs> you know, Mark Andrews, their tight end, hasn't been hurt, gets COVID. Mm-hmm. So almost every starter that they have on their squad has been hindered in some form or fashion. The Giants uh, are taking on the Seattle Seahawks as we get a little more regional. To tell Nuanas, one hundred two nine ESPN Radio. This game opened to the Seahawks seven and a half point favorite. They're now a ten point favorite. Um, I said on the Make It Rainy podcast, and uh, I stand by it. The Seahawks almost never win by in blowout margins because of the philosophy that they have. Sure, but with whoever's backing up Daniel Jones being the quarterback of the Giants, I think it's a tough, tough ask right now. Uh, for uh, the Giants to keep pace in Seattle, uh, in Lumen Field, now Lumen Field. Uh, and I missed that. When did that happen? About two weeks ago. It's the same facility? They just renamed it? That's right. Okay. Yep. As you said, just, they, they, yeah. didn't, they didn't. No, no, they haven't moved. They haven't moved. This is still one of the best. When you and Dugar were talking about that, I was like, what? I missed this? Yep. Lumen Field. Okay. Uh, so, but it's the same facility. Yep. Everything's the same, just the say, name on the, why would you the ever name move? on the door. I was going to say, why would you ever... I, I thought you guys were saying that they moved to a new stadium. I said, first of all, how did I miss that? I've been to Seattle within a, a, the time where I would have seen that. No. And secondly, I was thinking, why would you move from their just, stadium? Just their the current stadium thing. is great. Uh, the Seahawks are a 10-point favorite. But that said, the Seahawks' defense, look at the last three weeks, they are going in the right direction all of a sudden. And uh, the Giants just are... They just don't have players offensively to to to, to keep up right now with the, with the Seahawks. So I, I like the Seahawks to win that game. In theory, they should win it relatively easily. They don't usually play games like that. They should try to play a game like that this Sunday. In my opinion, they should win this game and try and try and put Russ on the bench for uh, you know a, a drive or two at the end. So I got a question for you. Okay. We basically just named 11 teams in the AFC that we think are still in the playoff hunt for seven spots. Okay. So that's that's 11 out of 16 teams. So more than half of the AFC remains alive okay. for playoff spots. Uh, I think that in the NFC, there's probably even more just because, ironically, the NFC East is so putrid that all four of those teams are still alive for the playoffs because well, all four of them could win the division. Somebody's got to go. They're only going to have one spot, but four of them are still alive. So you got four in the NFC East. I think that the... Packers and the Vikings are still obviously in the mix. Yeah. The Saints and the Bucks. So now you got eight. And then probably the whole NFC West, right? No question. So you got 13 out of the 16 teams in the NFC. Mm-hmm. Basically, they were saying the only teams that aren't in the mix for the playoffs in the NFC right now are the Bears, the Lions, the Falcons, and the Panthers. Okay. You agree? Yes. So that means 23 of the 32 teams in the league right now are alive in the playoff race entering week 13. But 23 for 14 spots. The, 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 that's true. Mm-hmm. Adding one additional spot also adds probably four or five teams 
who are now in the conversation that would not be in it otherwise. You know, one one additional spot doesn't just add an option for one more team. There's a bunch of teams right now. Like, I would, I would say at six that the New England Patriots got no shot to be in the postseason. None. At seven, they, they have a small shot to do it. But they do have a shot. They're not all the way out of that conversation sitting there at five and six. Mm-hmm. There's a number of teams that are at the 500 mark, maybe a little below. Arizona. Are they five and six right now? No, six and five. Six and five. Nonetheless, they're third in their division as it stands right now. Six-game playoff as normal. Uh, this is a no-question got-to-have-it game for them against the Rams. It's still a very important game, but they are, you know, they're done if they don't win this game in a normal setting. This season, they're not done. They're not done, even if they lose this game. So that's where I think you have uh, the expanded playoff on one hand, maybe you say there's a little less to play for. I disagree. I just think it opens things up a little bit for more teams and more fan bases to be involved. I think it waters down the playoff itself a little bit. See, I disagree because I think there's a chance for teams to surge into the playoffs, and I think we we could have a chance to see a six or a seven seed win the opening game. Well, I mean, because home field advantage is not nearly as paramount for sure. I also just think that like if you get the right matchup, like there there's just some teams that. I think that the teams that started poorly that then have reinserted themselves into the playoff race, like the teams that come to my mind first and foremost are the New England Patriots and the Minnesota Vikings. Those three te- those two teams if they could if if the Patriots make the playoffs, that's that means they're coming in the playoffs hot, period. Mm-hmm. You're t- you're taking the Patriots if they're playing a, if they get the right matchup, right? Well, I mean, if they get, I I don't know, probably not. You know why? Because Whoever's the seven seed is playing a two seed that's normally a team with a bye. Mm-hmm. That's a very good team, whoever sure. that turns out to well, be. And if the Steelers keep rolling, the two seed might actually be the Chiefs. Right. So I will not be picking the Patriots. Sure, sure. But, okay, but let, like, let's say, uh, I mean, okay, here's, a, here's one for you. Let's say the Vikings surge, surge into the playoffs. The Vikings get in the playoffs at 10-6, uh, at and, mm-hmm. and they're the seven seed, mm-hmm. and they play the Packers. Mm-hmm. Aren't you worried about that? No. Really? I only say that because it's you I'm talking to. <laughs> Objectively, though. Yeah, of course. Look, 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 that's a bad example because you know, as a fan, there is no game that I'm not mortified about, when, especially in the Well, sure, 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 sure. But, the, but the, the, like, in the NFC, though, I think that some of the top teams have definitive weaknesses in, in being able to s- slow down the run. And some of the teams that – take the Vikings out of it then. The San Francisco 49ers, if they somehow sneak into the seventh seed and they play – one of the top teams like the Seahawks or the Packers that have a hard time stopping the run. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's an advantageous matchup for the 49ers. Yeah. I mean, if they're if they're rolling like that, they're all healthy, they're good, you know, they're a good football team. No question. Anybody that gets in at the end that's won several games in a row, regardless of the mm-hmm. season, it's a problem. And we've I mean the Giants won the Super Bowl from the sixth seed. So I guess the question I was gonna ask you though is do you like this? Do you like that there's twenty three out of thirty two teams still alive at this point? Yeah, I mean, do, do you like that? There's multiple. There is. We just we just named, count them one, two, three. Well, I mean, the NFC East is a, is is a trash, but but we just named at least four teams, two in each AFC and NFC that have losing records right now that are still in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah, I mean, I I think it is too. I, I think it's I think it's fine with me. I think it's great because because overcoming adversity and overcoming obstacles is one of the great parts about football. 
And I think that if this was even just a reduced playoff, if it was the normal playoff field, I do think you'd see some teams like the Niners shut it down. This is the thing. Where you lose me is where teams with losing records, hello NBA, hello NHL, are playing in the playoffs. Sure. A team with a losing record right now is and being having a chance to get in is is different than a team with an actual losing record getting in, which is incredibly rare. The and and even now with the expanded thing, I don't think anybody with a losing record is going to the postseason. Besides the NFC East, huh? Besides well, right, the NFC East, right, right, right. But but you know what I'm saying. I do, I do. And and so so having a losing record at this moment, being a game under 500, and still having a shot is fine because the shot means you got to win four of your next five or three of your next four or, or all of them, whatever whatever it turns out to be. And, I, you know, that's a good thing. You have a team go on a run and come in hot, that's fine. I do, where this will be a problem for me is if, say, a two seed loses in the first round in a game that they would have had and in my mind should have had a bye. I mean, the fact that there's only one team after a long season like this that's getting a bye, I understand why they're doing it. They have to do it so they have the numbers right when they go on to the next round. Um that's where you kind of lose me. You know, it, it was totally happenstance. I give the Vikings all the credit in the world. They went in last year and they beat New Orleans. But the fact that New Orleans was playing in wild card weekend, it just it just ain't right. Now, it's nobody's fault, and they're the, they were the short straw with three teams at 13 and three, so that's what it is. But they, you know, that's a happenstance issue. If it becomes a reality of scheduling, that's where I'm like, no, I want to see the best teams playing football. You know, that's what I want to see. I, I You know, if, if, if all of a sudden... I mean, I would feel, I would feel completely. Um, how can I say? Uh, 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 yeah, I, I would feel gypped as a fan if you know the the AFC title game was the the Pittsburgh Steelers against the Miami Dolphins because the Dolphins got hot and then won. Now that's not to say they wouldn't have deserved to be there. They would have had to win a couple of games to get there. So that's all well and good. I know that the Dolphins are not as good as the Chiefs. Sure. Maybe, you know, maybe the Ravens, whatever, whoever you want to slide in there. Okay? So if they make it, uh, on one hand, kudos to them. But on another hand, if I feel like it's a result because we've made this thing too big and, and, and so on, then, you know, that's where that's where it kind of loses me. Last question. Okay. Do you believe in the notion that uh, certain certain coaches and or teams have to be ready for the moment to be able to seize it? In other words, we know that the Chiefs and the, uh, the a lot of teams, even the Ravens, if they can get back on track, the Steelers, you know, the Seahawks, they're, they're ready. I mean, they're, they're perennial playoff teams. They know how to navigate a season to get into the postseason. But do you believe in the narrative? Like, I, I just keep thinking, if the Patriots can find some way to click, the, the, di- the dynamic of the mentality of their team could propel them past teams. I know that the Browns are several games ahead of them, but like teams like the Browns and the Raiders that haven't been in this position before. You know, when you use New England as an example, mm-hmm. I can I can start to buy that. Right. In general... It's the only real example. In general, I don't, though, because I, I think that being ready is tantamount to just being better. Sure. Like, the teams that win in the postseason... The Titans beating New England last year, were they ready for that moment to go into to, to Foxborough and do that and upset the Patriots and sure. Tom Brady and all that? Well, sure, they were ready. You know sure. what else? They were actually the better football team. Like, I mean, they were better. Right. Not just on that day, period. I'll, I'll say it like this. 
if New England was the team that lost 43-6 to to the Falcons last week, I would take the result singularly. And I wouldn't. I would say there's, you know, what happens next is independent of what has already happened. Mm-hmm. Whereas if the forty-eight to six loss or forty-three to six, whatever the score was, getting your boards, the doors blown off by the Falcons. If you're the Raiders, if that takes your season down the wrong road, it doesn't. It wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. I, no, I take it singularly. I think that oftentimes. Like sometimes you see a, a ship sinking like the Bears, and it's very obvious mm-hmm. that they're just not going to be able to get back on track. But I think sometimes though we think, okay, well this team is this team is like the Bucks right now. This team is seven and five right now. They're just going to continue to win like you know two out of every three games. And sometimes that's just not the way it works. Sometimes but, teams just go completely in the tank. But 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 the Bears, for instance, mm-hmm. why why can't they get it back on track? Because they suck. They stink at football. <laughs> That's right. It's not about like momentum or the the season. Like it was a it was amazing. I mean, credit I guess for winning all those games at the beginning of the season. But they're not good. You know, the Raiders have played really well. They're a very young football team. I, what's their record right now? The Raiders, yeah, six and five. Maybe they're a game better than that, but they're not two games better than that. I mean, that's what they are. Not 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 in the old adage you are what your record says you are sort of sense like that's that's about how good they are they're a team that if they if they play their best football will make it into the postseason and that's where they're at you know and and they could miss the postseason they're right on the edge that Raiders team real last question okay are you worried about the Bucks the Bucks got a bye week this week I I always I know I read into this stuff more than you but I mean I got my alert from the Athletic. The other day, uh, the story was the reasons why Tom Brady and Bruce Arians aren't a great fit for each other. If it, uh, I, I buy it, you know. Now that's not to say that two professionals, especially of the caliber of, of of those two, notably Tom Brady, won't and can't figure it out, especially with the talent that they have around them. But yes, if I was a Bucks fan right now, if I was Anthony Knockreiner up in Kalispell, I would I would f- not feel great right now. You. I I think that I mean I'm stealing this take from Dan Orlovsky, but I just think that it's such a I think it's such a good analysis. The Bucks can only be good when they execute at an elite level. They have no ability to win otherwise. Yeah. And that's a bad position to be in. You need to be able to play ugly or lean on something when it's not going all the way right. And a lot of times that's why quarterback is so important. Because a lot of times if you're the Seahawks and it's all going bad, you can just lean on Russell Wilson. If you're the Packers, you can just lean on Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady's not there anymore. And also, he's so different than the rest of those guys in the fact that he was so used to having a well-oiled machine that always executed at an almost perfect level for the majority of his entire NFL career. Yeah. And I just think that there's some unrest there, man. I just think when you have a, a, a pivotal star like Tom Brady, who's never really received any criticism in his entire life, and you have a take no well. He certainly has. Well, yeah, yeah, he, he, he has. He has, but he's not but not from Boston. He's not used to. <laughs> Bill Belichick goes up there and says, "We didn't play well enough. We'll get back into practice and whatever." <laughs> Bruce Arians goes up there and says, "Oh yeah, yeah. There was that one play where it was third and four, and Tom overthrew the receiver, and we got to do better than that." Yeah. He's not used to being dissected in public like that. Yeah. And I just think that there's some conflicting personalities there. I mean, I think that the Antonio Brown thing is kind of weird. I don't I mean, is it a coincidence that the Bucks have lost three out of four since Antonio Brown started living at Tom Brady's house? I don't know. 
What's the deal with Ronald Jones? Why does sometimes he rush for 125 yards and sometimes he gets two carries? Because sometimes he gets the ball and sometimes he doesn't. I know, but why? What's the deal? What's the thinking behind that? Why does sometimes their defense look like the straight-up best defense in the league? And why sometimes do they give up points and gobs? I don't know. It's such an inconsistent, weird thing. But when you can't figure out the tangibles, to me, that always gravitates towards it's because it's an intangible reason why they're so inconsistent. Maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, we'll get into a little bit of Grizz recruiting. Soren Seavert committing uh, from uh, Missoula Sentinels. We'll get into that here in just a little bit. But, you know, I love December. Uh, there's a lot to love about December. One of the things I love about December is ski season. And today, boys and girls, it has opened at Lost Trail Powder Mountain. That's right. They are up and running all weekend. They're right now open four days a week, Thursday through Sunday. Okay, Thursday through Sunday, 9.30 to 4 at Lost Trail Powder Mountain. They have tickets available at off-site locations. You can also go to losttrail.com, buy tickets online or at their ticket windows. They have, for this season, all season pass holder tickets can get picked up at an outside ticket window. Tons of safety precautions so that we can all have a terrific ski season and snowboarding. Let me not keep the snowboarders out of this thing. Everybody gets in. Uh, you can check out their COVID policy, so make sure you're prepared to uh, comply with all that at LostTrail.com. Face cover, coverings are required in all the lines, indoors and outdoors, uh, getting on and off the lift. Uh, so make sure that you, you're, you're ready to comply with that. And I mean, you know, if you're skiing and snowboarding anyways, your face likely covered. I mean, you know, got to have some sort of protection from the cold anyways. But let's stay safe and enjoy the season. Okay, again, for directions, trail maps, lodging info, season pass, conditions, hours, all of that, LostTrail.com. Lost Trail is open. Open, boys and girls. The ski season is on. Lost Trail, Powder Mountain. What are your business challenges for 2021? Supporting an increased remote workforce? Securing and managing your expanding corporate network? Communicating with your customers, employees, and partners? Whatever your challenges and priorities for 2021, Blackfoot Communications knows it all starts with a plan. We are here to help you assess, design, implement, and support your most critical technology infrastructure initiatives. Call Blackfoot at 866-541-5000 or email business at blackfoot.com to learn how we can set you up for success in 2021 and beyond. Blackfoot, connect to more. Good one. Yeah, I tell you, I made, made the shot my on, bucket. Made the shot on SWX tonight last Is time. Is that right? Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, I should up. say that was actually a couple times ago because they took it down. Hmm. New, know, new set. Well, yeah, and, you know. Trying to be professional, trying well, yeah, to more separate. more like you don't want everybody touching the basketball, and then you, know, and then you don't want well, to shoot. Well, that's why you got to shoot. That's why you got to shoot paper like we do. Right. You know, no no, no, no crossover on the handling. Tutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, at Gus Tutel, sitting right here in this chair. At Colton Nuanas, at Skyline Sports MT, sitting right over there in that chair. And at 1029 ESPN, that's the station. That's how you hear us. If you're listening on the radio, if you're watching us, so much the better. Double dip with the audio and visual. And uh, we know that you enjoy that very much, and you're welcome. It's Tutel and Nuanas Coulter. Let's talk for a moment. Grizzly football recruiting. Soren Sievert was uh, uh, one of the sort of uh, last of the 
mainstay seniors of the Missoula Sentinel football team whose yep. future was sort of undecided, uncommitted, not really sure what to do, but that has changed in the last 24 hours or so. Soren Severud, a Sentinel captain, two-way starter, actually just recently named the co-defensive MVP of Western AA, so the All-State stuff comes out tomorrow. We'll catch you up on all that, but Soren Severud and Gino Leonard shared Western AA uh, MVP, defensive MVP honors, and as we know, Gino Leonard already committed to the Grizzlies. Now, Soren Seerud committed to the Montana Grizzlies. So, um, congratulations to him. Uh, he's a great kid. We had him in the studio a couple weeks ago leading up to the state championship game, and I asked him, I said, you know, because we had Dayton Bay who said, I, you know, I'll, I'll go play somewhere if I if I want, uh, yeah. if I can, and, and Gino Leonard, we know he's going to the Grizzlies, and Dylan Rollins was here too, the four captains for Sentinel, and obviously Dylan Rollins, a big-time recruit who's probably going to make his decision here in the next couple weeks. But I asked Soren, I said, are you, are you thinking about going anywhere? He said, well, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm just going to go to Washington State and just go to college. And uh, it sounds as if just from the Twitter uh, universe that when the hometown Grizz come knocking, pretty hard to say no. So yeah. uh, Craig Mettler, good buddy of ours, a uh, uh, friend of the show, he said, I know that uh, this is a dream that you've always wanted to reach. And Soren Sears said, yeah, I've always dreamt about being a Grizzly could have done it without you and the rest of the Sentinel coaches. So cool moment for him. I mean, if you go on Twitter and you see Soren's post, you know, he, he says, I'm proud to commit to the Grizzlies. And one of the pictures that he used in the little post was a picture of him as a toddler holding the old school big sky football standing in the middle of Washington Grizzlies mm. Stadium. And it just says it's right below the banner head that says Grizzlies. And it's a, I mean, it's a perfect photo. Yeah. It's a it's a great pick. But that shows you that I mean it's a lifelong pick. I mean how old way. is he? Like two, two or three in yeah, that, that picture? That's a that's a two year old right there yeah, when I'm looking yeah, at. Yeah. So uh pretty cool for him and, and that's five, count them, five Sentinel Spartans Amazing. committed to the Montana Grizzlies. So Bobby Houck is uh Saving on the gas money, he's only having to <laughs> so he's having to drive about one point three miles yeah. to go get a, about a third of his recruiting class so far. So pretty cool for those guys. Oh, and you know you got to be happy for a kid like him because he's a he's an awesome kid too. I mean, these are all great young men. But Sorum, he's a great student. You know, he's a, he's a great leader. Obviously, as a captain, uh, just a happy kid that was just it was really fun to talk to. Him. I enjoyed just how pleasant yeah. and positive he was. And do you and, think that was a two way street? Well, I mean, we're famous, bro. Right? They no, love I, hanging out with I, us. Okay, I'm sure. But would would it would pleasant and enjoyable be the words that he'd use, or would just of us of you specifically? <laughs> of you. I'm not saying no. I'm asking. I'm just asking. I, I, I think that. Uh, I mean, those guys brought me more joy than any of the, anything oh, in my man. entire life for the last nine months. Glowing. So yeah. I hope so. I hope they think I'm great because I think they're awesome. Like the only fun social things I've done in the last oh, nine months have been going to Sentinel football games. Yeah. yeah, no doubt. Well, congratulations uh, to Soren on that, and uh, that's uh, that's pretty cool. We'll take a quick break. We will uh, keep it Montana sports oriented. The Grizzly men's basketball team opening up, opening up Big Sky Conference play tonight, Southern Utah. Talk a little bit more of that, about that game, that matchup coming up at 7 o'clock and round out the show here today next. Coulter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space, because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or 
or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings. You just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced. The Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan, you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet. The Wingate Inn, also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's going to be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. I knew it was going to kick in. That's why I waited with such great patience. It's two telling new honors. One or two nine ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Good to be with you on this Thursday as we roll into opening night. Big Sky Conference basketball in Montana at Southern Utah tonight. Tipping off 7 o'clock. Excited about this game. If you missed anything in the show, listen on the podcast. The Two Tell Nuanas podcast available wherever you get your podcast. Rate, review, subscribe. Uh, and you can listen anytime you would like, anywhere you would like. That's the beauty of the podcast. Uh, it is available thanks to Blackfoot Communications. Coulter, um, I got a problem and I want to run this by you. Okay. Okay. So, <laughs> I. which one? Yeah, is that the yeah, thing? No, you ever watch Saturday Night Live? I have watched Saturday Night Live. I got Live, a yes. problem, and the only medicine is more cowbell. <laughs> yes. <I can't. laughs> Thank you, Coulter. <laughs> a lack of cowbell is not my problem. I, mean, I don't um, care who you are. I live with children. I don't care who you are. Will Ferrell on SNL is about as funny as it gets. That's, it's, it, it, it's as funny as it gets. Here's my problem. I have recently gotten into the Apple Music game okay okay now i don't care which of these services the folks use whether it's spotify whether it's you know youtube to some extent whether it's you know whatever but i find that now that i have access to basically every piece of recorded copyrighted music that's ever been made i don't know what to do you know i don't know if you're a big karaoke guy you know I'm not. I married into it, and yes, I did. love it, and I will indoctrinate you. Uh, is it you. the national sport of the Philippines, it, karaoke? It, 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 if you can go to a convenience store and a laundromat and do it, it's a big <laughs> cultural phenomenon. Let's put it like that, That's okay? That's really karaoke. Oh, everywhere, on the ferries, on the boat, everywhere. Just singing their songs. Beautiful. Anyway, uh, why did that come up? I don't know, because you're doing Apple Music, and now you have right. access to all the songs. When you're so you doing can't. the karaoke, even with the list there in front of you, you can't think of a dang song sometimes. You're like, what should I do? I got all these songs. I got no idea. Mm. Sing a million of them in the shower, in the car, at your house, mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. Then it's time to actually sing one. You go, ah, I don't know. I got all this music. I got everything I ever wanted. And now, all of a sudden, I'm like, eh. Like when I had my CD collection, you, this is what you got. You got to look through the thing, and I know that you can put stuff in your library or whatever, but try, try to go in and pick from the universe of music and then siphon it down to like what you think you want to listen to and then hit in the right mood in a particular moment. You know, do I want to go from from Beethoven to Tool and back and so on? I don't know. I don't know how to do it, and I feel like I'm just awash in a sea. I can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't curate the music for myself. I need help. It's just like when you sit down to watch Netflix and then it's bedtime because That's you've right. been sitting there for an hour Three and a half trying to pick whatever <laughs> you're going to watch. Pick a, pick a you title. Watch the whole show. Yes, but you can't. No, no idea. 
So you don't have any advice for me uh, then? You know who I, you're talking to? <laughs> I realized at a very young age that it was very uh, bad for me to try yeah. to be able to pick the songs. and Nah. Compact disc into truck Com- or, or SUV. This SUV is why player. I need Kai because I just go, Kai, what do you want? Jumpsuit. That's it. 21 Pilots, <laughs> one song. It's what we're going to listen to. Three. That's your three hours. I think, it's just that song. I, I will say this. One way, times in a row, one which way, is fine. Like one it. way I found to curate it is uh, just have some some uh, go-tos yeah. in terms of people. Yeah. What are you listening some artists. to? artists. No, no. Oh, friends. Oh, oh people. Oh. What are you listening to? Oh, cool. And then just uh, go there. Right, right, right. And then, and then like listen to a couple songs and yes. then say, what, what's like this? Okay, I'm going to go listen to this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like That is the nice thing is that you know, you the, the 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 original Pandora, like their real thing was to try and get you into a genre and start introducing you to stuff that was yeah. going to be palatable, even enjoyable to you, but that you didn't know. Uh, Coulter, okay, we got like a minute left. Southern Utah, yep. Montana. You said already that you kind of like the Thunderbirds tonight. Tell everybody once again, just briefly, why? What do you like about Southern Utah, and just in general, why you think this is going to be a really fun competitive series? Well, I think that the the experience and the athleticism that Southern Utah has in their backcourt, you're talking about there's no real veterans in Montana's backcourt. They're all young guys. Right. Young or new or both. Young or new to the program or both. Mm-hmm. Uh, Southern Utah has John Knight III, who's a senior, one of the best guards in the league. Dre Marine, who's a four-year starter as a senior. And then the guy we didn't mention was Tavion Jones. Tavion Jones is a six-foot-seven swingman who's a transfer from Illinois. He scored 22 points in their victory over St. Catherine. He's averaging 20 a game on the dot coming into this thing. So those three guys are going to be pretty challenging. And Southern Utah can match up with Montana down low as well. That said, Montana, Montana is the system that they run is best suited when they play inside out, even when they had the great guards that they had a couple years ago like Michael Guinea and Ahmad Rory. If they can keep Michael Stedman out of foul trouble and get him going a little bit, he is supposed to be one of the elite players in the league. We'll see. This is going to be his first test as a Big Sky Conference player. But I do think Montana will be able to to hang. And I mean, I shouldn't say they should be able to hang. I mean, it's, it's the Grizz. They are the elite program they, in the They should in the conference. probably be favored, but... The, but so Vegas has this thing, is even money. Is even? Okay. Yeah. Even money, which is... I, I was talking to a couple of people that were like, well, why? What do you mean? Because you just think Southern Utah... Not blue yeah. blood, yeah. but Southern Utah is going to be one of the best teams they're in the good. league. They they're are. They're, they're very experienced. So to me, this is all just about Montana's young guards settling in. Yeah, Because it's not just that Southern Utah is talented. John Knight's going to go at you. You have to answer the bell. If you can, though, you got a shot. You got a shot. Yeah. Well, it'll be fun. I'm just glad we got some basketball to look forward to in about an hour from now. Boys and girls, enjoy. Star Wars theme? I don't know. Enjoy your Thursday. We'll see. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.